I'm stoked to be able to like enjoy coming in every day and just you know being around you know co-workers that I really that I enjoy being around and in a space that I helped create. Hello and welcome to another episode of the I Love Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We have a special guest, Noah Irby. We went to high school together and we actually stayed together on a cruise ship in the same room for a week. It was wild. I think one day we slept in until like 4 p.m., something like that. I think so. I can't remember. It was a lot of fun. It was a good week. You're going to enjoy this conversation. Noah Irby, he's from Wayward Coffee. I'm in Dallas. They just started up. He was a lot of fun to talk to, gave a lot of practical, insightful advice. Let's get started. Bro, a long time no see, man. You got married and- I did, bro. I did a lot. I got married, dude. I'm starting this. I don't know, dude. It's weird. It's been a while. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you too. Just fill me in on like starting Wayward Coffee and fill me in on like why, how did that start? How did that come about? Dude, yeah, it was early 2019 like really early 2019. Yeah. I started working at uh, White Rhino Coffee in Cedar Hill, and that's where I met Trevin, who's my business partner. Before that, I already had enjoyed going to different coffee shops whenever I would travel, or like in DFW too. I just enjoyed going to different shops and hanging out, and I was slowly getting more into coffee itself, and like the culture behind it. When I started working at White Rhino, and I met Trevin, we had been there for a few months, and then in the summer, we started talking about how badly we wanted to like start our own thing, and so we were start we started like throwing ideas across the table, like uh, different like mobile our ideas because we wanted yeah. to start out doing some sort of mobile thing before we did a shop so we could kind of audience get people that kind of know like knew who we were and it was like way less startup something like that yeah. compared to a shop we just started throwing around ideas eventually we initially hit the idea that we wanted to do it through the old like vw bus we thought that was really like a really cool like niche thing yeah. just to try to turn something like that into like a coffee cart if you will i eventually came up with the idea of the name wayward because we wanted to it's there's two different uh like kind of reasons behind it but we wanted yeah. to basically even though we were a mobile bar we want to feel like we were a place that people could come to and enjoy and yeah. feel like they weren't because like wayward means like lost or finding your way like there's yeah. there's kind of like a negative and positive meaning to it yeah. so we want to be a, a place that people that feel like they don't have community to be able to come to and then also in a way we're acknowledging that we are always wayward and we're always trying to like find our purpose and try to find what we're here to do starting this company has been kind of a way for us to acknowledge that not all of us really know what we're doing but yeah we can at least try things and go for things and so that's what that's kind of the reason behind it as well as being a place people can come to and enjoy we enjoy doing the the mobile bus and bishop arts for a few months um and then earlier this spring we were trying to weigh out the possibility of what it would take to open a shop because that was ultimately both of our dream is right. to open like a brick and mortar to be able to have people in for them to enjoy the space, enjoy the people around them. <laughs> we started exploring that possibility. Dude, we found the we found the space we're in online, reached out to the guy. Within two weeks, we had signed the lease. Like it was insane how smooth the process was. It was we, we got really lucky finding the space too, like just west of Bishop Arts uh, yeah. off Davis Street. We had to do a lot of work over the past couple months. Like it's been all DIY, yeah. but we like we really enjoyed it because it's kind of forced us to learn to do a lot of stuff that we need to know how to do anyway when yeah. it comes to like building stuff. So it's been really fun and we like totally transformed the space, dude. It's been, I can, I can kind of show you. Yeah, dude, kind of show us. So yeah, bro. for the people who are not able to see, I'm, this is a podcast too, so I'm going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like your modern day, like what was kind of the inspiration for the whole thing? There's oh, shelves, yeah. tables. Dude, yeah, we were going for like, we were trying to mix some sort of semi-industrial look with like a really warm wood look. Dude, all these shelves are going to be filled with plants though by hopefully 
within the next few weeks. So it's going to really make it feel more organic. But we wanted, we were looking for a space that was really bright and interesting. And dude, we we have a thing for flags too. We love flags. Yeah. So we got flags and pennants up on the walls and stuff. Yeah, there was an American flag in there and flag with our logo and stuff. Like we we basically been able to DIY create the space that we really wanted to be in Dallas. It's just not here yet. So it's been really cool to be able to kind of have control over that and just creatively make a space that you would want to be in all the time. You know, obviously because we're gonna be working here. We always want to love where we're like love the space we're in. It's been really fun. How's funding going for it? Are y'all like straight bootstrapping yeah. it? At this point basically as far as money goes we've taken care of basically everything we need to take care of and we have just a little bit left over which but we all budgeted out that way as to where we would still be okay as far as like how the funding came about we were lucky enough to be able to fund it through our family like i was able to fund it through my dad and also my in-laws because my dad what he does is investing anyway in like real estate and so basically when we approached him about it i was like and by the way the the cost of our build out is relatively inexpensive for like a coffee shop build out cost so we got lucky on that too with like how much renovation we had to do so it wasn't too expensive compared to other shop build outs but we approached him we were like hey we know that usually like every once in a while we'll invest in like uh, like apartment complexes or real estate or something like that but would you consider investing in this where and it's a situation where it's like you wouldn't be making as much obviously but it'd be kind of like more of like helping fund a dream thing we were relying on him wanting to do it and he was like it only took like a couple days of figuring it out and he was like totally let's do it it worked out really well to where we had like just enough to be able to do all this stuff and you know take care of all the fees with the city and take care of uh, small things that we didn't know would come up we basically had just enough so it all worked out great it's been a little tight the past couple weeks we've been learning to and I only get what we need to be able to open and then slowly add on or upgrade things as we go over the next few months, as yeah. we make more money. It's the open date. Yes, dude. So big news. We just passed our final inspection today. We're going to be opening this weekend, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, hopefully by Friday. We'll be open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to, I mean, by the time you put this up, it might already be uh, open. I don't know. But oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll, be, well, it'll, be next, it'll be next Thursday. Okay. So. okay. Yeah. Because, so yeah, by this time we're already open. But yeah, Friday, uh, I think it's the 28th, right? 29th, we're, yeah, we're opening. Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll do it'll be kind of limited capacity so like yeah. we're not going to have like full for here dine-in there'll be we'll still have it but it'll be think about probably 50 percent still like kind of making it make, making people feel safe and cleaning the space obviously we have to go drinks as well dude yeah we're we're, we're really close we'll be announcing it in the next couple of days well dude if y'all open whenever y'all open i want to i want to come check it out i've i mean i i just dude, got back yeah. from arkansas if you want to come this weekend or next week we'd love to have you bro yeah, we'll be here. I love to have it. What would you say to someone who's trying to start a business? Or yeah. what, would, what would your advice be to them? The main thing that we struggled with, like me and Trevin, just because of how our person, personalities are, is we, we can sometimes be like overly cautious and like overthink oh. things. That's great. Like you want to make sure you have everything well paired and you know how you're going to fund things and how you're going to plan things out. And you know what the paperwork you need to get that matters. We've, we've figured out that a lot of times it takes just kind of pulling the trigger and doing things. Our original plan when we had the bus going was to wait a few years, like make a little extra money, kind of take a safer route to try to open the shop. But what we realized is like opportunities just like will jump at you. Like when we found this space, dude, we had no idea that all of the all the leasing and all of the all of the funding would come together so quickly. Like it all happens really, really fast when we like decide to just jump into jump into things when opportunities arise. And so that would be, I guess, my main advice. 
especially coming from somebody who like prepares a lot and likes to overly be cautious about things is sometimes I struggle with jumping in, just doing the thing that's in front of me. And so we've kind of been doing that more than we used to. And it's actually been like really great been really rewarding to not just wait and not just prepare, even though that's always good to do, but to stop. Sometimes just jump into things and figure it out as you go. Kind of that balance between, oh, I want to, I mean, honestly, like I just kind of jumped into this. I mean, I've I've had a podcast before, but I never had a niche. I never had like, I had a podcast with my name in it. No one really knows who I am. But I changed it. I love entrepreneurship. It's a podcast. Yeah. People love starting a business. Everybody wants to start a business, does it, whatnot. How are you going to compete against other coffee shops? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's a good question. It starts with our the culture we're trying to create here versus other coffee shops. Because at the end of the day, I think what we want our company culture to be about is people. I feel like that's a thing that's, it's kind of a new idea. Like a more traditional business mindset is making money is the most important thing, which yeah, it's obviously like important and necessary. Put making money at the top of your priority list when it comes to running a company, you lose sight of why you're even doing it. And I think people that come into your store or come into your restaurant or coffee shop, they see that with like how you how you treat them and how you treat your employees and how you just overall, it's very easy for people to sense what your culture is. So we're trying to set a culture that's putting like people first, obviously, like we put our team first, we make sure we're, we're paying them well, we're, make sh- we're making sure that they love their job, dude. Like me and Trevin came from a situation where we weren't enjoying our job because yeah. the culture there wasn't putting people first. And when it comes to coffee shops, besides just making sure that you're serving like the best coffee you can, and you're being as transparent as possible with what you're, you know, the process of it, besides creating a really beautiful space, I think that's like really important. I'm hoping sets us apart and what I'm hoping people see is the culture we create that it's very obvious that we're putting people first and we're trying to create a special community here that people can be a part of you're creating an experience basically yes, exactly, dude. and putting the emphasis on the experience because people remember experiences exactly dude that's the thing is when i think of coffee shops i go to how good the coffee is really matters to me obviously but it's i always put my experience with the people there that i'm talking to and also like the space i'm in just at the same level as how good the coffee is. too many shops not just in like dfw but there's a lot of shops in general that they focus too much on being really bougie and like serving the best coffee but like the people behind the bar don't even want to talk you walk into somewhere and they're like kind of just like hey, how's it going and it's just a transaction i want people to enjoy conversations and get to know the people that work here enjoy coming back to where you're creating a community that's like it's combining the people that come in and the people behind the bar to where it's like we're all part of this big thing it's not just about how much money can i get from you or how big of a sale can i get because yeah. people want to support you if you show that you care about them. you right. know care about talking to them and asking how they're doing that's like the big emphasis for us for sure yeah you know it's kind of like the saying it's not how much you know it's like how much you you care about people that yes yes that's what yeah that's what people are going to come back for is that that experience we give them how are you going to balance over giving experience maybe oh being too bougie how are you going to do that that's actually a really good question because another big thing is like approachability you don't want to limit the people that can come in based on like your menu we're trying to keep our menu pretty crafted traditional and focus on making the drinks really well but we don't want to like make anyone who, who might not know about like coffee or know about what certain words mean or things like that. We don't want anybody to feel like they can't come in and like talk about it. I guess a good way to balance, like balance that 
would be just to be willing to talk with all kinds of people and willing to explain things and willing to listen to. I think what's more important and like an experience that you'd have at a shop, how kind people are, not just like, whoa, look how cool the latte art they poured was. Like at the end of the day, that's not really what matters. Like that's just kind of an extra cherry on top. You have to be willing to be equally kind and listening to everybody that comes in. Dude, when you open your doors, you're going to get tons of different kinds of people, especially in like when you're in the middle of like a bigger city in Dallas, you're going to get lots of different kinds of people coming in and you have to be willing to converse with all different kinds of people and explain things and listen and be really like willing to adapt to people that come in every day. It's always going to be different. So kindness is kind of the experience. So you're going to focus on kindness yes. and you hope yes. everything else will fall into place. Exactly. How would you keep kindness at the center? You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those deals that's just thrown around, but it's kind of like how... Like, how do you make that a Like, reality? keep it a core focus? Yes. Yeah, okay. The main way you can avoid losing sight of it would be, for example, like, when we're working behind the bar day to day, like, making sure all the numbers are right when it comes to pulling a shot. Like, there's so many small little things you're always worrying about trying to make sure are done right. What would be helpful is to kind of make sure you don't get caught up in that to where you're ignoring, uh, like, an opportunity to be able to talk with somebody in the shop or an opportunity to be able to, like, listen to someone or share a story or explain something that you're doing because I think that it's really easy to kind of get like especially when you're doing the same thing over and over and over again like a lot of our drinks are made like over and over again uh, because our menu is smaller so it's easy to kind of get caught up in like repetition and not really focusing on what's around you and what's going on a good way to kind of steer it back to focusing on kindness and like talking with people and being aware of your surroundings is to not like get so caught up in the really small things you're doing every day and always kind of keep the big picture at the forefront because then you'll just have like a healthier like mental state while you're working throughout the day if you're not worried about all the small little things you have to do and you kind of just focus on the big picture of why you're even there that's why I, me and Trevor want to create like a culture that's really focused on people first because then when anyone that comes into work on our team they're going to love being there they're going to enjoy the people that they're around not only working who they're working with the people that come in the door every day like regulars you, they'll start fostering relationships with them so, so you you talked about your partner trevor. trevor how do you handle being in a partnership how do you handle which roles you yeah, know, yeah how do you handle conflict basically i mean that's a that's a good idea or that's a good question yeah it's interesting because i my, me and trevor are so lucky that we don't get into arguments that much and when we do they're usually like lighthearted, like we brush them off but occasionally we do and i guess what's most important in like a business partnership is that we have the same vision for the company so no matter what like small little arguments we get in the vision's the same either way so it's not like those things aren't going to like mess up the course of the business or mess up our relationship as friends either our vision's the same and we have like the same general ideas of what we're trying to do with wayward we have a same general vision of the people that we're trying to bring in talk to like we we don't have any sort of like disagreement that's too big to where it creates an issue really it's just like little small things i mean we always usually work them out really quickly so we're we're fortunate enough to not have to deal with too many arguments or anything like that you know that's kind of the biggest one of the biggest just downfalls yeah. of businesses like oh dude yeah dude yeah if you if you line yourself up with somebody who does not have the same like established vision as you and you're jumping into something that you want to be in for a long time like that's a bad idea <laughs> like it can only end in, in like something bad was wayward kind of your first entrepreneurish endeavor yeah basically i had done like a small amount of stuff like me and my wife we like uh started this little candle company it's called the modern romantic and that was kind of just a little creative outlet for us to be able to just make physical things and sell them and it was fun we did it for a little bit once i started talking with trevin about this it became like a way bigger different reality of 
things we had to take care of because we were trying to create like an actual place we could come to. Because like the other thing was just kind of selling goods online and you never had to worry about, you know, being around tons of people. But this is like a totally new experience as far as like uh, running something goes. We're excited about it. Dude, dude I'm, I'm hyped for you, man. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I just yeah. love it. I think having idea, creating it, putting it together, putting in the yes. hours, putting in the hard work and then like seeing it through. And you know, that's Dude, kinda, it's so rewarding. You know, you can work when you want to, you work as much as you want. I mean, you're basically, if you're, if you own a business, you're basically working 24 seven. Yeah. That's basically sleep in the you're always thinking about something. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, you're, you know, being able, I, I think like we all have this deep desire to create something and like seeing yes, something created is, I think it's in our DNA. I know, man. Yeah. It, that's the coolest thing about all of this is when you work on something yourself and you, like you said, you're creating something just out of like the desire of wanting to do it. And then you step back and look at what you just did. It's like the most rewarding thing to see, like all the work you put into it, all the mental energy, all the time, it all pays off because you see what you've created in front of you. It's like, it's really awesome. It's so cool to see happening. What, what's been the biggest thing that you have learned through this whole process? The main thing that I've learned, especially with doing this build out is that, uh, things, if, if small things can go wrong, they're most likely going to go wrong. Uh, like when it, when it came to so many little things, dude, with like building this thing, building the shop out, there are so many small little areas of the shop where we just had to spend so much time trying to fix up like, uh, like studs being in weird places where we couldn't put shelves where we wanted, like little stuff like that. It just gets so time consuming and you, you kind of like, for a split second, you forget about like why you're getting frustrated. No. Um, but then once you get it done, you're like, okay, that wasn't a big deal. But I guess the big thing that's like been the biggest learning experience with this is like, there's so many little small things you don't think about that you're going to have to take care of. But once you do them, you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't, that wasn't as big as deal as I thought. Just unexpected things happening that you like wouldn't foresee. What's been your favorite part? The concept of like being, being in control of what we're doing, like me and Trevin, as the people that are, as people that own the business, we've been able to, all of our ideas that we have for it, we don't have to like run it through some big, like, you know, corporate chain of people to approve of whatever we want to do. It's like, we just been like, Hey, we want to do this. This might look cool. Let's do it. And then in a couple of days, we'll have it done. Like that's been my favorite part of doing the build out for sure has been having ideas and then being able to just do them without worrying about like red tape and all that kind of stuff. It's like, we're able to like really creatively make the space we want and like use the coffee we want, get the machines we want, like all being able to be in control of all that kind of stuff has been like the best thing ever. It's so great. I mean, that's kind of, that's the beauty of being the owner. You're in charge. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I have just gotten into coffee. I, I mean, I've <laughs> never really, drink coffee that much i just drink straight black i don't know any other other way to drink it or whatnot heck yeah dude but what would your advice be for me as someone who's getting into coffee okay this is that's a great question so you said you already like black coffee right yes like you don't like because a lot of people they have to drink it with like sweetener and stuff you don't need you don't need all that stuff to drink no i just drink black perfect dude we're already we're already in a good spot so I would, I mean, I personally, I enjoy drinking black coffee anyway. Um, I, I like drinking pour overs, which is like, um, if you, if you would do, if you were to come into the shop and order it, it would be a by the cup, like brewed fresh, just black coffee. But we are like, we're serving like the best beans we can. 
Like okay. it's, uh, we serve single origin beans from different roasters that we're going to feature every other month. Yeah. Um, and like each coffee that we have on pour over is there's like a specific recipe we've dialed in for it. We've made sure that like all the tasting notes are coming out. So I would say if you're already drinking black coffee, definitely go for like a pour over and just choose whatever option we might have that sounds best to you. Like coffee has different like tasting notes that are found out when people are roasting. Yeah. Like for example, if you like uh, notes of like blueberry or like honey, like you can look for a coffee that will have uh, notes similar to that. And when we brew it, you'll be able to taste all those things. And that's another part of like the experience of it is like enjoying coffee just by itself without having to add anything else. Um, but then espresso is a whole nother thing. Like I love drinking espresso shots too. And you know, cortados and cappuccinos, and then you have lattes, which all that is is really different amounts of milk in it. But I'm kind of like you, I like black coffee. That's like made really well. So. Yeah. And for someone who doesn't know what notes are, what are notes? <laughs> yeah. So the, they're basically just, uh, it's kind of like when people are tasting wine, trying to like describe what it tastes like to them. Yeah. It's the same thing with coffee. Like once uh, a roaster roasts certain coffees from wherever they get them, uh, they'll cup them, which is like you kind of, you grind the coffee, you put it in like uh, hot water, you let it kind of form a crust over it and you stir it and you get a little spoon and you just keep tasting it until you get these different notes that you get from them. So it's really like an acquired skill. I don't do it. I just yeah. let other people do it and then drink the coffee. But it's really cool. Like it's basically, they're just describing what the coffee tastes like to them. So you have an idea of, um, of what it's like when it's brewed. Okay. So it's really interesting. Like coffee gets really complex. Um, and I don't know, it's really fun, honestly. Hey, well, when, whenever y'all open, I'll, I would definitely want to come by and you just dude, have yeah. to hook me up and show me. Yeah, I'll, hook you up, dude. I'll get you something good. Heck yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. How are you doing on time? I'm good. I'm doing great. I'm in no right. rush. Perfect. I'm. Hi, right, dude. I think I, I think we're going good. I, I'd love to ask more questions, man. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. What would you say to someone who is, you you got funding from your parents? What would your advice be to you know talking to your parents? Maybe another talking to your in-laws. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's a different situation because, um, I mean, obviously, like a situation like that where you have people that you know that are able, like, that's such a blessing because I feel like like that's the ideal situation of trying to fund a business like that is you have people that already know you and trust you that would even want to do that. So we got really lucky to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, talking with landlords was a different situation though. They, but I mean, they, I'll say they still love me and they trust me, but it did take a little bit more convincing of like, you know, you know, show them, showing them the business plan, all the uh, ideas we have for the company, what, what exactly we were going to do with the money. Like you have to be willing to be very transparent. Um, and the thing is the same thing's going to go for like a private investor that you might not be related to, but just someone, you know, that's interested in doing that or like going to a bank to get a small business loan. Like, you're going to have to be really transparent and just show everything that you're going to do with the money that you're asking for. So we're, we were blessed to be able to do that. But at the same time, we, we still can just be like, Hey, can I have some money? And then walk away with it. Like you got to be able to show what you're doing and like show uh, why you need what you need. And so 
you definitely want to take time to sit down, write up your business plan or whatever that looks like and like write out your budget, figure out everything you're really going to need so you don't undershoot it. So that way you don't end up with no money at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah. And what do they think about it now? Oh, they're stoked, dude. The thing that like once they saw this whole place built out and they're seeing they come together, they're like, it's, it's a great feeling for me. It's a great feeling for them too. Like I feel really accomplished and they're like, they're glad that they put their money somewhere that is actually going to be like hopefully flourishing within the next few years. So yeah, it's a really cool thing. You could tell me it keeps them from you going back and asking. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Dude. Now I don't have to worry about it again. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's at a point where they're like, Hey, should I expand? Should I not? Yeah. Like, should I open a store? Should I not? Mm hmm. What like what's kind of the indicators of oh I should open I should expand what yeah like okay a good example for that would be for example if we wanted to open another shop down the road which mm -hmm. we would like to at some point um, but yeah good indicators I would say obviously if over like you know the course of a few months or a year you've been profitable you're doing well you're not like just barely you know. Uh, making what you wanted to make. So obviously if you're kind of, if you're doing well, then you should start considering something like that, which is what we're going to do. We're going to have to look back in a year or two and be like, okay, are we ready to expand and open another shop? Um, because at that point it's going to cost more and take more capital because we want to open a bigger shop um, to where we would be going to like a bank and having to present. Because the thing is when you go to the bank, they usually want to see that you've already been doing business in some capacity uh, to be able to offer like a, bigger loan so I guess it would be yeah making sure that the shop we already have is doing really well and then another thing is to go back to making sure we care about people first <clears throat> is make making sure we're still able to pay our employees well as we expand and that nobody will have to like get any wages cut or nobody will have to be get laid off to be able to put money towards something else like I want everybody to be taken care of like as we uh, expand and not to rush it at all especially like in the hiring process and uh, getting all the right equipment to just make sure you stay like stay true to what you're doing. Um, don't like give up any quality or give up any uh, like standards you have for the business while you're expanding. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to be at that point one day, but uh, for now I'm stoked to open this first shop. So we'll see though. We'll see. Are, are you all still going to have the, the van open? That's a good question. Um, not right now. Uh, for like the, the foreseeable future, future, we will not be doing anything with the bus. It's kind of just hanging out in my house for now. Um, but we do eventually want to kind of fix it up a little bit more and get like a full like mobile service like set up to where we have a whole team that does that. Um, and that way we can be doing like events, weddings, mobile setups with the bus while the shops open all the, like all the time. But for now, since our team's really small still, and we we're kind of like totally focusing on the shop, uh, the van is temporarily out of service, but eventually, eventually it'll be back. For sure. I'm not married, but you are. How has <laughs> your wife influenced this whole process? That's it. Yes. Uh, well, she, I would say is, just as into coffee as me. So she's been very like constantly, you know, wanting to see the shop, talk about it. 
she loves going to coffee shops too. And a lot of my, most of my experiences at shops are with her anyway. And so I would say a lot of the inspiration for this specific shop are based on a lot of places we had already been to. So in that sense, she's, she's already been really influential in like the space design. And I mean, the space also looks a lot like our house does too. So it's kind of, I'll never be able to escape the shop because my house looks almost just like it. Like this paint color is the same exact color as our house. So (laughs) it's, it's been the design aspect has definitely been influenced by her. Like she loves plants too. We're going to have this whole place decked out with plants. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, she's been so into it. She loves it. Like we both really enjoy coffee and a lot of our like first dates back when we were younger, were at coffee shops. So it's like a special thing for us. Wasn't y'all's honeymoon up and down the West coast visiting coffee shops? Yeah, basically. Yeah, dude. Our honeymoon was in San Francisco. Um, and also, like, we drove down to Santa Cruz. We uh, went out to Yosemite. Dude, North, I love North California. It's so nice. But we spent most of the time either, like, hiking Yosemite or, like, just exploring coffee shops in San Francisco. So, yeah, coffee is very important to us. Dude, that's <laughs> – hey, hey. But, I mean, and that's the thing of, like, you're building your life around what you enjoy doing yes, and what you exactly. loving. Yeah, that's why it's so awesome, dude. That's why it's like, it feels so rewarding because it's like, it's something I really care about and love and I'm just turning it into something that I'm able to, to do. It's awesome. So, so when you opened your, the van, did you like go all in and say, Hey, this is my only job. Am I going to have to work a second job? Did your wife work a job? Like, yeah. So with that, um, me and Trevin were still working our jobs uh, and just kind of doing it whenever we could. So it was definitely like more of a side hustle then. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, Carolyn was working as well on the side. So it, we definitely weren't able to fully jump into it until we decided, okay, we're ready to start focusing on a shop, which was only like three months ago or four months ago. Um, by then me and Trevin, like, Trevor got laid off because he was working at Cultivar Coffee, which is a shop in Dallas. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as you know, because of uh, COVID-19, you know, yeah. a ton of places have had to lay off people. And so it, but it ended up working out because me and him were both able to, to be out of our jobs, fully focused on just being here, like basically every day, building this place out. Yeah. Um, I mean, and now here we are trying to, you know, open this weekend. So we're, yeah. we're excited to be back to like work and doing something every day and seeing people every day. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, dude. That's super exciting, man. I'm so excited for y'all. Thank you. And yeah, it's like so cool to see, like, okay, this side hustle turned into something that, yes. you know, it's going to make you a living. Exactly. Exactly. It's so awesome, dude. And it's like, I'm stoked to be able to, like, enjoy coming in every day and just, you know, being around, you know, coworkers that I really, that I enjoy being around and in a space that I helped create. Like it's, it's really a unique thing that I'm stoked to be, to be jumping into. So, man, that is so awesome. Um, I'm about to have to go, but I want to ask you five rapid fire questions. Heck yeah, let's do it. Um, the first one is who's been the most influential person during this process, you can't say your wife, you can't 
I'm just kidding. I can't you can say, say my wife. You, okay. No, you can say whoever you, whoever you want. <laughs> Dude, uh, that's hard. I would say I'm gonna. Okay, so do you know the roaster we use? It's called Cadden Plow. Have I talked about that yet? Yeah, I. No, you didn't talk. Maybe you did. Yeah, the brand or the. They're just our roaster. That's the coffee we use. Okay. Like so, but what I'm trying to get at is the owners of that shop. Their names are Chris Baca and Jared Truby. And we basically have modeled the culture of our business we're trying to create after what their business model is. Okay. Which is, you know, people first. Um, and like, dude, they, they started as a roastery, then they opened the cafe. And then within like three years, they opened like four more cafes um, in Santa Cruz, California, which is like one of the most expensive cities to live yeah. in. But they still made it work because of the culture they created. So I would say Chris Baca, Jared Truby, they actually have a podcast, which is awesome. You should definitely check it out. Um, they don't talk about just coffee. They talk about their business and stuff. It's called the Captain Cloud Coffee Podcast. It's awesome. Dude, maybe I will, hey, I will reach out to them. Do you know them? You know? I don't know them personally. Um, because of us using Cat and Cloud, they kind of know who we are now. Yeah. Uh, because we have a business partnership with them now. But they're like, Chris Bach is really big on YouTube and like uh, him and Jared, like their podcast is considered like one of the best coffee podcasts there is out there. So I would definitely check it out. Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. Dude, I would definitely check it out. Um, all right. What has been your, what's your favorite book? Favorite book? Uh, a book I just read that I really love. Uh, it's by Rob Bell. It's called How to Be Here. Okay. Really, really good. It's just like, it's a great book that just focuses on everyday living and being present and just, no. it's great. Like overall, it's just a great, uh, great read that really just helps you with your daily life. Um, what time do you wake up at? Ooh. Well, because of the past few months, it's been very weird, but I usually try to, I mean, now I'm going to have to wake up early, but I usually wake up pretty early. Uh, I'll be waking up at like, you know, 445 or five every day for the next couple months. So usually I'm, I'm up pretty early. That, that I kind of have to be. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. What's your jam? My jam? Yeah, like what song's like, bumping right songs? now? Songs? Okay, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever listened to Bahamas? Uh, I think so. Dude, oh, so good. Uh, his re his kind of newer album, Earth Tones, okay. never, can never go wrong. I'm always listening to that. Uh, Earth Tones by Bahamas. So freaking good. Every song. So nice, dude. So good. I'll check it out. And Definitely. all right, what? Last question. What is your favorite exercise? Favorite exercise? Uh, bench press. Heck yeah. How's that? <laughs> I love it. Noah, hey, thank you so much for um, taking time out of your day. And dude, yeah, absolutely. I've enjoyed catching up, and dude, I, I really can't wait to Friday, right? Hopefully. Dude, yeah, Friday morning at 7 a.m. We're trying to be open. Dude, maybe, hey, maybe I'll come try to be the first customer or something like that. Dude, I'm down. Heck yeah. All right, dude. Thank you so much okay. for taking your time, man. I appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Good see, to see you, man. Bro. Bye. Bye.